Welcome to What's Hot with Janet Shield Scott Podcast, a lifestyle guide to beauty, wellness, real estate, entertainment, and celebrity secrets. <laughs> I feel so blessed that you tuned in, and I'm Janet Shield Scott. Thank you for listening. Today's guest, father and son, Irvin and Dante Lee, are here to share their story of being turned down for a COVID-19 test. That's right, you heard me. They were turned down for a test. And African-Americans, because they're African-American, and brown people are the highest hit population of this virus who are getting sick and dying. And you know who said, we can all get a test. It's there. I'm not going to say who said it. But you know who said it, and we'll discuss it more after we come back from today's inspiring quotes for today. Never ignore a nudge or a whisper from God. And this was posted by at GodsFruits.com. It's also posted on my Facebook page and my Instagram page, Janet Shield Scott and JanetFitBeautyStyle.com. So if you would have a quote that you'd like to share, you can email me, JanetFitBeauty at gmail.com. All right, welcome, Irvin and Dante Lee, to the show. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Janet? How are you feeling today? This is Irvin Lee. Okay. Uh, I'm just fine. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for um, supporting us. All right. Yes, we appreciate you. Thank you. Okay, so Irvin's the father, Dante's the son. That's correct. Okay. All right. Now, the CDC has reported that uh, the effects of the COVID has uh, COVID nineteen has hit minority groups in devastating record numbers. But uh, I don't know which one was it. Dante, you weren't feeling well. You went to get a test and you were denied. Explain what happened to us, please. Okay. So this was about two months ago, back in March. I started feeling uh, the symptoms of the virus, specifically shortness of breath and trouble breathing. Uh, I felt it actually a couple of days before I went to go and attempt to get tested. But the day that I went uh, to the hospital, it was really, really constant. It was really intense. And I've never experienced a problem like that before in my life. So I went to the emergency room. I was admitted. And Essentially, at the, at the end of the day, I was told that I did not qualify for a test, and I was pretty much sent home with no diagnosis, mm. no prescription, or nothing. Mm. So how did you take care of yourself, or what did you do after that? So my, my biggest concern was protecting my family. I didn't want to infect others, um, and I just kind of self-quarantined for a little bit, and then I just kind of took the matter into my own hands as far as keeping up my lifestyle I'm making sure that I continue to eat right and take vitamins and just boost my immune system. Well, did you contact your doctor or get an appointment or what happened with that? So I had initially contacted my doctor. My doctor was the one who told me to go to the hospital uh, to get tested. And so I followed his instructions and went to the hospital. Uh, and then that's when I found out that I was being refused a test. Mm, wow. How did you feel when that happened? I mean, it was disappointing and it was frustrating. I mean, anytime you go to the emergency room, as you know, you have to wait a while 
in the first place to be seen. Um, but to be experiencing those type of symptoms and then to feel or to receive the answer that you're not going to receive a test, it was it was disappointing. At the same time, it was scary because, again, this is a very contagious virus and you really need to know whether or not you have it or not so that you can really make sure that you're not uh, infecting others around you, especially your loved ones. So did you ever find out whether or not you actually had COVID-19? No. I, I, w I never did confirm that, um, uh -huh. but I went ahead and started uh, pretty much behaving as if I did just to protect others. And uh, so you did the 14 day quarantine. Yes. Yep. And I did a quarantine and I minimized my contact with others. And then I made sure, of course, to which we which I still do, you know, make sure to always use hand sanitizer, always wear a face mask and um Anything else that's been suggested by the CDC, we, we implement that. What did you do to alleviate the symptoms, though? The the, the uh, shortness of breath and all that. What did you did you take anything? Or? So I I just kind of started boosting myself with with vitamin C um, and zinc. I didn't have anything particular to take for the breathing problem, um, but I would just try to. I just tried to manage it the best that I could. I mean, that was the thing. I wasn't, when I left that hospital, not only did I not receive a diagnosis, but I didn't even receive a list of suggestions on how to, like, deal with the symptoms that I was experiencing. I know, I mean, I that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, did you take cold medicine or did you, uh, hot tea with honey, the hot toddies or something? Tea. Yeah, ginger tea. Um, I believe in taking a lot of natural supplements. I took some silver coil oil. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, that was, that, that's the frustration. That's, I think that's why we're speaking with you today because my, my situation obviously, uh, didn't turn out fatal. I'm still here, but thank I think, God. All, yeah, yeah, thank God. But I think all of us have heard of multiple cases where people did, um, go to get tested and they were actually, you know, infected with the disease, with, with the virus. And then, unfortunately, they later died. Mm. And there are cases where, where some people uh, were denied tests multiple times. And, 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 and most of these were African-Americans. So do you know of other people other than yourself that, were, that went to, and were denied and passed away or, or denied and actually had COVID-19? I know, but I've read of at least five different cases. There was one case of a man, of a young man in, in Michigan who was a college student who was denied the test three times, and he later died, sadly. And then recently I heard of a story of an African-American nurse who uh, was working at a hospital um, and started feeling the symptoms, was denied the test three times by the very hospital that she worked at, and then she, too, as well, unfortunately, passed away from the virus. Wow. Yeah, I think that was in uh, Michigan somewhere. I remember reading that in the notes. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so, okay, you did that while you were in quarantine and then having to also deal with all these thoughts coming at you and not feeling well. How did you deal with that? I mean, I don't know if I had much of a choice other than to just try to figure it out on my own. And that, I think that's the frustration um, because you hear all these celebrities uh, in the media that are able to effortlessly get these tests, even if they're not even showing symptoms. Um, 
but yet the common people, specifically black and brown people, seem to have trouble even even getting a test. So it was it was very frustrating. I mean, it was it was scary uh, for a moment. Um, but what were some awesome. of the things that you did while you were in quarantine? I know you just didn't sit there and watch TV. Is that where you guys came up with this catchy tune, uh, Corona, or Rona? What was, what's it called? Rona? It's, it's called the Coronavirus song or the, or the Rona song. I'll let my dad explain to you how he came to... Um, okay, but just, just a quickly before that. So what did you do? Did you read books or what did you do while you were, in, while you were quarantining yourself? Yeah, reading books. Um, I mean, I still had to, I work from home, so I still had to kind of manage work that. Um, and then I just kind of learned to breathe, you know, the, the breathing, the, the shortness of breath that I was experiencing. Uh, one of the things I implemented was just some breathing exercises that would kind of relax my lungs a little bit and make sure I was getting enough oxygen. Uh, but when you're in quarantine, I mean, I guess there's not a whole lot that you can do other than to pray and then try to implement whatever natural remedies you're aware of. And then just try to, you know, keep yourself calm mentally and emotionally. Okay. All right. All right. So tell us about the song now, Irvin. Oh, okay. Well, um, I guess that I actually you know, had experience with my son. So I was, you know, when he came back and he returned home, you know, with, with uh, not knowing anymore. You know, then when we left, and like you said, and then and then you, then your then your mind is preoccupied. So you don't know if you have it. You don't know if you're infected. You don't know if you're infecting people. And and, and like I said, you know, not being able to breathe. Me and my son are into health. You know, health style living. And so neither one of us have ever had a condition where we couldn't breathe. And I and so bet you, as a father, were just devastated oh, by not knowing I, what's happening with your son. Like I said, absolutely, absolutely devastated because you know you just don't i didn't expect it to happen the way it happened in other words you know not to get to i mean to get to deny that test i was aware of that from the media but i thought there was some other resolution to it if you didn't get the test and like like he was telling you when he came back he knew no more than when he left i mean he don't you know he didn't get a test and then he didn't he didn't get anything he don't know nothing and he might as well stay at home where you know, do you and go. where do you guys live? Right now, we right now we're in the San Diego area. Oh. I'm from the Y, yeah. So we're in the San Diego area now. Mm -hmm. So, um, so like I said, so yes, it was extremely frustrating. I mean, because he couldn't breathe, you know, and he got a little worse before he got better. I mean, he's being modest now, and we're thankful, man. I mean, we all, we you know, like I said, we, you know, we resorted to praying, and like I said, because we into healthy solutions, you know, you know, you, you know, you get heavier into that by, by, you know, looking up what you should be taking for this and that, you know, so that's, you know, and, and we were already eating. Okay. But of course you eat a little more healthier during that period to keep your immune system up. But I'm just saying it just, it, and if we're looking back on it, it's all, you know, you know, it's all plausible to, you know, to say, Hey, okay, well it worked out. But during the situation, it was tense. My concern was because a lot of people who had been refused were coming back home and they were going to bed and not waking up in the morning. So every night that he had to go to bed, I was concerned, you know, because you couldn't breathe. I mean, when you can't yeah. breathe, I don't understand the logic of not being able to breathe. And normally when you go to a hospital, they are anxious to give you a test. Anxious. They, I mean, they, even, if, even if you don't need one, they're giving you tests. But all of a sudden, you know, you know, you know, with this disease, you know, the test, the testing becomes something optional, you know, and it's got to be rough for anybody who comes in with a serious condition. And then they're looking at you like, well, we can't help you. 
So yeah, because you could be having a heart attack or anything at that point if you yeah, shortness absolutely. of breath. If you're uh, shortness of breath, that's serious. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. It's serious. Yeah. Now, so did you uh, feed him things through the door or how did you, because I know you were compelled probably to go in and do whatever you could, but you needed to stay quarantined. So what part did you play in trying to help him uh, keep his nutrition up and uh, his vitamins and whatever it is that he was, uh, that you, the regimen that he was on? Well, like I said, you know, he quarantined himself. That's the first thing he did. So, you know, he wanted people, he wanted us to stay away from him. So that because he didn't know and we didn't know. And, um, you know, so, we, you know, so if he needed something, you know, from the store, of course, we took care of that. But he self quarantined himself because he like he, like I said, he just didn't know. And, you know, and so did he, you, you know, feed the food to him through the door or that's what I'm trying to say? How did he what if you're quarantining? How does he get his food and his nutrition and stuff? So we we live separately. We live close to each other, but we live separately. Oh. So my wife, so yes. Yeah, so my wife and I are the only ones that live in our home. And yes, my wife would. would and this yeah. is Dante talking now. This is Dante mm -hmm. talking. Yeah. So my my wife would definitely, um, you know, I guess you could say that way, feed me through the door, or just minimize her contact when when you know providing meals and stuff like that. Oh, and then okay. always, whenever someone would enter the room, they would have a mask on to protect themselves. And I would I would put my mask on as well to protect them. All right, all right. Now, so Irvin, where did this song come from? Did this song was this something that you had been thinking of when the virus came out, or did this just come out after your son was uh, or got sick? Yeah, the idea came after. Well, after he got sick, but mainly, you know, when he started to recover. You know, because you, you know you have two different mindsets. When he's sick, you got one mindset, and that one doesn't include no song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the second mindset, after it, it starts to recover, and you can look back, and, you know, and, and you know, and you're still frustrated, but at least the frustration is is in a different direction now. And so, and you want to do something, and that's where the song came in. You know, um, yeah, that's where the song came in. I mean, the idea of the song started. Um, normally, you know, I write songs from time to time. You know, you know, and I have people sing them, but because of COVID nineteen, I didn't have you know, I didn't have aspects to singers. So therefore, I had an idea of a song. My son was you know, you know, suggesting it, but we didn't have a singer, so it was kind of dying out. And then my son goes, "Dad, you got to do the song, and Dad, you got to sing it." And that's how. <laughs> You know, and, and, I, and I hadn't sung in years. And so I, when I really wasn't crazy about singing anymore, I really just liked writing and, and, and working with singers. But anyway, all said and done, you know, he was right. You know, COVID-19, I was watching videos. People were re reinventing themselves, you know, you know, in, while they were home. So, I, you know, if I sung the song, it could be done. So other than that, it wasn't going to get done. So that was it. So I, you know, I messed around with it for a few days, getting my voice ready, practicing, you know, you know, you know, and that kind of thing. Something, you know, because I hadn't sung in a while. So that's it. But once I convinced myself, along with my son's encouragement, that you can do it, you know, um, yeah, I started writing the song in the, you know, in the key of me singing it, and here we are, you know, with the song. All right, and do you, so what's your musical background? You worked with other professionals, or what? Yes, yes, yes. Like I said, yeah, I've, I've been around music. I worked in music industry years ago, doing some promotion. But I, but but as a, but as a, you know, you know, you know, a, what you call an undiscovered writer producer. I've been around, you know, you know, for decades, you know, doing projects, trying to get it going, you know. So you know how that goes. 
Um, the only thing that's changed now that I like that wasn't around when I was doing it mostly is that we have the new social media thing where you can go ahead and you know complete a project now and put it out. You don't have to worry about somebody telling you it's good, it's not good. You can sing, you can't sing. So and so I like that we don't have the gatekeeper anymore. Somebody, one person deciding you know whether your project you know you know reaches the media. So I really like this new platform. So that's what that's also was encouraging to do it. Because I knew when I worked hard and, and we did it, and if it worked out, you know, we could just release it without having to get somebody's permission or somebody else's perspective or point of view. All right. So and it's so it's on Spotify, YouTube. You have a YouTube video out, and uh, what iTunes and other uh, music platforms. Yes, all the digital platforms. Yeah. Uh, and what are your social handles? So the social handles are. Um, this is Dante speaking. The social handles are can all be accessed via the website, the official website for the song, which is coronavirussong.com. And, and what are your takeaways from all that you've experienced through this entire um, event that you've gone through, through the sickness, the denial, the quarantine? What's your takeaway uh, for the both of you? Okay, I'll start. This is Dante. We'll start. Um, Basically, our takeaway, I guess, is about creating awareness. So music is so powerful, and it speaks to the volumes. Uh, it speaks to the masses. And our takeaway was to create awareness about this virus and to kind of use the song to be a voice that resonates with what not just African Americans, but what Black people as a whole are going through when it comes to this virus. Because the same thing that we're going through here in the States Believe it or not, it's happening in other countries like the UK. Uh, CNN just released an article. Yeah, because it uh, started over in other countries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, CNN just released an article saying that uh, black people in the UK are four times more likely to die from the virus than, than their white counterparts. Um, but yet you see that not everybody is taking this as serious and some people still believe that this is a hoax so we want to create awareness that one this is real it is serious it should be taken seriously uh, but also we wanted to use the song to kind of um be something that people can resonate with because we we know that we're not the only ones who've experienced not uh or not not being able to receive a test and sadly a lot of people out there who denied the test died from it. So there's families out there who are, you know, suffering um, because of that. So this song was designed, my dad created this song to kind of, to be a source of comfort to those people out there. And then it's kind of also like, and maybe he can elaborate on this more, it's a plea. Like he, he talks about it's time to pray in the song. Mm -hmm. and, and then Irvin, you also said that some of your influences were uh stevie wonder and marvin gay some of the other artists from yeah, genre. yes absolutely because i yeah i grew up in a time where music you know had you know spoke to social events you know was relative to a lifestyle you know love you know heartbreak you know that party and 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 whatever else was going on on a serious tone so we had a we had a again we had a nice perspective of music around us 
you know, that we can relate to, you know, in, 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 in context of what's going on. Yeah, because Marvin yeah. Gaye was what's going on was yes. so relevant you play, you today. Can, you can play it right. I said that the other day. You can play it right. You can play the Marvin Gaye album right now, and it's relevant. And so what happened, when we had that situation, I, I was online to some of, you know, coronavirus songs and out of these guys are joking and laughing and, or talking about how, it, how, you know, how the quarantine is inconveniencing them, you know, and all that's fine. It's free expression. But I just didn't hear anything that was talking about the serious side of the virus, you know, and what was going on from anybody's experience. So that was also a motivation because, and then I'm learning that this generation of, of, of listeners really don't write music that's relevant to, you know, you know, uh, things that are going on around um so you know anyway so uh, based on that you know that was my motivation um my takeaway is that i want the like i say i want to use a platform where I, music is a platform that no matter what the age genre everybody's listening to music it's much easier now because on our devices it's much easier to have access it's much easier to click and download it and add it to your playlist and so you don't have to go nowhere to do it so my thing is you know i, I want to i want to be on a platform and i want to be you know and i want i want to contribute to having a sound that's speaking to because right now you know a lot of young people's music you know you can't even follow it lyrically because it's not even saying anything lyrically so so my thing is this is an opportunity to to put something out there that, that's filling a void you know on a very 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 serious issue yes it is all, very serious yeah so for all people especially blacks and, you know, even though I know some of us are wavering and this and that and over on one end or the other, I know in time, as this thing progresses and the, de- and the body count continues, people will start to come over. I just wanted to make my contribution with, through a song with a serious tone. And I've talked to some young people who've heard it and they get it. And so and that's that's my point. You know, I know I know, you know, mature adults are going to get it. I just want to make sure that they have something they can resonate with, because I was listening to the news. I was listening to the doctor, Dr. Bachi last night. And in and, and and, and short, he said, we're about to end, we're about to see a wave that we might not be able to recover from because we're opening too soon. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, Irvin and Dante Lee, I want to thank you so much for uh, bringing this topic to What's Hot with Janet Shield Scott, myself, and to the listeners, and peace and blessings to you both. Thank you for having us on the show. And again, people can listen to the song for free uh, on all major streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and they can just go directly to the website, coronavirussong.com. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Do you need a speaker or career image workshops or even a panel judge? Hire Janet. Email JanetFitBeauty at gmail.com. You've been listening to What's Hot with Janet Shields Scott Podcast, a division of Janet Fit Beauty Style, your lifestyle guide to fitness, beauty, fashion, wellness, real estate, and entertainment. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for more exciting information. Log on to JanetTheBeautyStyle.com. Let's close out 
with a coronavirus song.